Hello, everybody. Uh, we're here for the first episode of our podcast series for the 2018 season. Uh, it's myself and Eric. Uh, we will be going through uh, the draft recap in this episode. We'll have a 2018 season preview upcoming soon. Um, we're going to go ahead and start uh, in round 13, which is um, the first round of our draft. Eric and I will be uh, kind of going through each round and pick by pick, let you know our favorite and our least favorite. Um, and this, again, is just our personal opinion. Sorry if it's your pick. Um, in the first round, uh, the picks were DJ Lamehu, Nick Castellanos, Mike Moustakis, Ozzy Albis, Yasiel Puig, Roberto Osuna, Edwin Diaz, Ian Happ, Matt Olson, Alex Wood, Manuel Margo, and Didi Gregorius. And Eric, I'll let you uh, detail your favorite pick, which was Mike Moustakis. Yeah, so I like Mike, Mike Moustakis a lot. I had him last year on my team, and unfortunately I had to drop him. Um, I figured I wouldn't get him back because I knew he'd go pretty high, but now that he signed that one-year deal with the Royals, I think he's going to be out you know, trying to put another big season. Again, he's easily got 30-plus homer power, should get a decent amount of RBIs and hits for probably about a 280 average. That's going to be a top 10 third baseman that you're getting here um, after keepers. So I like that pick a lot. I agree. I think it's a great pick. Um, however, I'm going to have to go with Alex Wood. Um, it was the first starter off the board, but it's a great one. Um, he was keeper worthy. Um, I was going to take him with my pick, but uh, Steven with Fighting Phils, he took him right before me. Um, he's already had a great start in twenty in 2018. I think he's going to repeat. Can't get much better. Um, uh, Eric and I actually agree on our worst pick in this round, and I'll let him talk about that here in just a second. But that's Yasiel Puig. Um, to me, there's a little bit of upside there, but just with the quality of outfielders available in the draft, this seemed like a reach. I think he could have been available in the later rounds. Um, there's homer power there, but the average isn't, isn't super great. Um, he plays on a good team, but to me, there's just better outfielders there that could put up better counting stats. Yeah, I agree. I think um, someone like Manuel Margot would have been a good pick there. Any you know real player with a lot of upside, we kind of know what Puig is with uh, – Maybe 20, 25 homers, chip in 10 steals, and a 270, 280 batting average, which that's not bad, but I don't think that's you know worthy of that first-round selection. I agree. Let's move on to round 14, just second round. Uh, the picks were Eddie Rosario, Daniel Murphy, Cody Allen, Trevor Story, Zach Godley, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, uh, Gene Segura, Rysel Iglesias, John Gray, Ken Giles, and Matt Carpenter. And I'll just go in order. Uh, the worst, uh, the best picks of this round uh, for Eric uh, were uh, Matt Carpenter. And I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, I'm, maybe it's cardinal bias, but I was reading a few articles that Carpenter was really upset about how he fared in the batting average department last year, selling out for power. And he's made a lot of adjustments with the, with the hitting coach this year, and he's trying to hit like you did there in, uh, I believe, 2012, where he hit for, you know, 320 or so, 318. Um, so if he can do that, I think that's a steal at the back end of the second round. I mean, he's keeper-worthy um, anyways, and uh, I like that pick right there. I mean, I agree. Matt Carpenter's good. I think there's a little bit of St. Louis Cardinals bias in there from Eric, but it's still a good pick at the end of, at the end of that round as well, so everyone passed on him. Um my favorite pick in the round was uh, Brizzo and company's pick of Zach Godley. Um, I think Zach Godley, again, is one of those pitchers that has a lot of upside. Young guy, showed a lot of promise last year. Um, he plays on a decent team in a good ballpark where they just added the Humidor uh, for Arizona. Um, I think it's a good pick here. Uh, I, I, that's about all I've got on Zach Godley. Uh, the worst pick of the round for me was Eddie Rosario at the top. I mean, you know what you're getting with Eddie Rosario, and it's not bad. Uh, you're going to get some steals. You're going to get some runs. doesn't have a lot of home run, home run power. The average is okay. 
but you have players that were picked in later rounds, such as Adam Jones, um, Adam Eaton, um, Endurance Yarte, who are going to give you the same or better stat lines. So I think that was a little bit of a reach there at the beginning of the second round. Um, so to me, that's that's not a great pick. Um, Eric, your worst pick uh, of the round came in with John Gray. I'll let you explain that. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I think John Gray is a good young talent, but playing over there in Coors Field, that is just that is an awful place to pitch. And I think his upside's good on away starts, but when he's home, it, it's just hard to start him. Um, he does offer some K upside, but I think there were a lot of good pitchers still left in the draft at that point um, that I probably would have taken and maybe passed on John Gray. And I think he could have been there, you know, maybe in the next uh, round or so for uh, the guy to pick him up. So, all right, and uh, I would agree with John Gray. I like John Gray, um, but again, I agree with Eric's point that maybe a little early, but we'll see what happens this year. Still a good pitcher. Uh, going into the next round, which is the third round of our draft, round 15 overall. Uh, it begins with Adam Jones, Gregory Polanco, Eduardo Nunez, Greg Bird, Rich Hill, Adam Col- Alex Colomay, Wade Davis, David Price, Marcus Stroman, Chris Davis, Dylan Bundy, and Kyle Seeker. And Eric, uh, your best pick of this round was Adam Jones, and I'll let you explain. Yeah, I really like Adam Jones here. He's a, he's a pretty good talent. Um, the outfield and the outfield depth kind of starts to run dry after this round so I think it was a good pick there and he kind of went a lot later than I thought he was going to go he should provide pretty good home run power Um, should also have pretty good counting stats and a good batting average so he's a nice little uh, outfield three or so for a team agree I would say Adam Jones is a good third fourth outfielder on a team he still has you know 20 mid 20s to high 20 homer power um, going to give you a good average still hits in the middle of the Baltimore's lineup which is better than people may give it credit for um, he's fringe keeper worthy as it is so a good really good pick here um, I will say just a shout out to uh, Pittsburgh Pirates here on uh, picking Gregory Polanco that was a toss-up for me. that was a toss-up for me with my favorite pick uh, which ended up being David Price so my favorite pick of the round is David Price um, which I thought was an excellent pick given his spring given all the news we've heard from David Price um, kind of returning to form that we've expected him to he had one off year last year but otherwise he's been he's been an ace quality pitcher um, I know he's older I know that health is probably a concern but when David Price healthy and pitching like he can. He is an ace. He's every bit of that. He's already shown that in one start this season. I think it's a great pick here. Um, Again, another shout out to uh, St. Louis Archers with Marcus Stroman right after that. Uh, These are great picks in this round. Uh, Guys who went a little later than I thought they would go. Uh, But overall, I think David Price has the most upside in this round. If he can stay healthy, he's a a keeper player. Um, So you've got to go with David Price. Um, The worst pick of this round, Eric and I actually agree on, um, was Chris Davis. And Eric, I'll let you talk first, and then I'll uh, respond. Well, I've had some experience with Chris Davis on my team, and let me tell you that that batting average is the most frustrating thing to deal with. The batting average in the 220s, 230s makes it very difficult, and he has lost some of that um, home run pop. He's no longer... You know, one of those outliers that hits 50-plus home runs. Um, he may only hit about 30 home runs this year because he also is uh, kind of injury-prone. Just not a fan of him. I agree. I mean, you've got players picked right after, like, Kyle Seeger and into the next round, like Eaton and, you know, Carlos Santana as a first baseman. I, I just think Chris Davis, the, the homer power is, you know, it's there, but it's not going to be 40-plus. I mean, you might get 30, 35, maybe 40, but you're just coming with a lot of batting average risk, which will kill you on certain weeks. Um, kind of one of those risk-reward players, which I think could have fallen around or even maybe for like two or three rounds here. Um, that's kind of our rationale for that, that pick. Um, next round, uh, round 16, Marwin Gonzalez, Justin Moore, Chris Taylor, Ender Inciarte, Sean Doolittle, Adam Duvall, 
Adam Eaton, Carlos Santana, Jeff Samarja, Kevin Kiermeyer, John Lester, and Justin Turner. And uh, going with the same thing, Eric, uh, your favorite pick being Adam Eaton. I'll let it, you explain. Yeah, I like Adam Eaton a lot. I actually struggled um, with choosing him or uh, Inciarte with my pick. Um, Adam Eaton's had a very solid spring. He just went five for five yesterday with a home run, and he's just a very good player. And the only question is health. But if he maintains a uh, healthy 2018 season, I think he's easily surpassing the value that he got picked at right there. Yeah, Adam Eaton is a great pick. Um, those outfielders, I just figured Adam Eaton and Ender Inciarte would go around or two earlier. I didn't expect him to fall this late. Um, I kind of regret not taking one, even though my outfield was already set. There's just such good value here. Um, both guys are going to steal probably 20, 25 bases. Um, they're going to hit for high average. They hit atop their orders, respectively. Um, and Adam Eaton being Eric's favorite just because of Nationals orders loaded, and he's got the leadoff guy. Um, I mean, or Battleaxe has the leadoff guy. So this is this is a great pick. Um, my favorite pick in the round was Chris Taylor uh, by Fighting Phils, kind of redeeming himself um, from uh, the round before with the Chris Davis pick. I love Chris Taylor. I was, I've been high on him all offseason. Um, I had planned to take Chris Taylor uh, with my actually my second pick, um, but just with the way things went in the rounds, I with Daniel Murphy being there, I had to take Murphy, so I couldn't drop down and get Taylor again. Didn't need him, but man, this is a great pick. He fell farther than I thought. He's he's going to hit in the top of the order for LA. That's uh, a great lineup. Uh, he's he's going to play every day. That was the concern initially, which I think kind of depressed his ranking. But I mean, this guy can hit over 20 home runs. He can steal close to 20 bases. He's going to hit 280, 290. I mean, that's it's a wonderful player. So. I think Fighting Phil's got a got a gym here. Um, going on to the worst pick of the round again, Eric and I agree on this uh, was Jeff Samarja of San Francisco Giants, who's um, already on landed on the DL. He's on the DL for the start of the season. Um, Eric, I'll give let you give your two th- two cents. I just when looking at it, I don't understand why he went so early. Um, the upside really isn't there. I know he strikes people out. But I think we kind of know what he is, and he's more of a filler-in um, guy that you kind of have on waivers every now and then that you play matches with. Not necessarily someone you want to have as, you know, your um, top five starters. I mean, that's – I'm just uh, not sure why he went that high. I agree. I think it's a little high for Samarja. I think he could have lasted a few rounds. You've got guys going the next round like Tyone, Fulmer, Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, um, all of all of which have higher upside and higher dependability than Jeff Samarja. Um, I know the K's are there for Samarja. Um, maybe a decent side, decent ballpark. Um, but like Eric says, you know what you're getting, and I mean it's more of like a six or seven pitcher. It's, you know, can be dependable, but now you have the injury risk. Um, just a little too high. Uh, felt like a reach. But I would like to highlight another good pick in this round by our new owner, Blaine Smith, uh, who picked Justin Turner at the end of that round. Um, the only reason I didn't say this was a better pick than Chris Taylor just was because it, it seems a little bit too early. Not to say it would have lasted a, little, a lot longer, but I would have liked to have gotten Justin Turner uh, in maybe two rounds later. Um, but again, once he comes back, he's a keeper-quality player. He's an all-star Um you know, once June rolls around, uh, this this pick's going to look amazing. So, just wanted to highlight that one. Uh, moving on to the next round, which is round 17, which is the fifth round of our draft. Um, looking at Eric Thames, Reuters Vizcaino, Kenta Maeda, Tawan Walker, Brad Hand, Kevin Gossman, Trey Mancini, Delino DeShields, Jamison Tyone, Michael Fulmer, Charlie Morton, and Jay Bruce. Now, Eric, your favorite pick of this round was Michael Fulmer by Fighting Phils. Yeah, I like Michael Fulmer there. I mean, I do like my Tyone pick. I thought that was a good pick. But aside from my end, I really do like Michael Fulmer. He could get traded from the Tigers. That's probably why he's uh, being drafted so low is because he has that uh, not a great team supporting him for runs. But if he can, you know, maintain what he did the two years prior and stay healthy, I think he's good for a sub 
3.5 ERA, mix in, you know, a decent strikeout rate, and if he gets traded at the deadline for the Tigers to bring in some prospects, he could go to a team that's going to contend, and that could look like a really good pick uh, come into the season. I agree. I like the Michael Former pick. I had uh, him targeted when uh, my pick, who was, you know, Stephen picked right in front of me, so stolen from me. Uh, re- Michael Fulmer also returns to fighting Phils from last year. I know uh, Steven is a fan of Michael Fulmer anyway and was probably very excited to get him. Uh, my favorite pick uh, was right before Michael Fulmer, uh, Jamison Tyone. I think Jamison Tyone has a lot of upside. He's a young guy. Um, he keeps getting better every year. The K's, the K rate's there. Um, the only problem is he plays on a, a Pirates team, which you know is a little down this year. May not get the wins, but um, just going forward for the future on a talent level, I think Jamison Tyone has the most talent of anybody drafted in this round. Um, so I'll take Tyone as my favorite. Um, Eric, since it's your pick, do you want to add anything to this? I just think that he's going to be, you know, having the best ERA, the best ratios of any starter that was available, and I liked him to fill out, you know, give me that sit number six pitcher. Um, yeah, wins are going to be hard to, to come by, but, I mean, wins are kind of one of those luck categories anyways. I mean, you could have your, your best starter go out there and throw a no-hitter, you know, and still come out of the game 0-0 after nine innings. So, you know, that's kind of a luck-based thing, so I'd rather go with uh, proven pitchers that are going to put up good ratios. Uh, there you go. Um, worst picks of the round, in our opinion, uh, I'm going to start with my, my own, is Kevin Gosman. And this isn't to say that Kevin Gosman is bad. Um, it's just that he was picked before Tyone, Fulmer, Morton, and guys in the next round as well that I like better. Um, Gossman also plays in Baltimore, which it plays in a tough AL East division. Um, Going to have a little bit of a higher ERA. I think there's a lot of tantalizing upside with Gosman, but he has yet to prove it. Um, risky pick, in my opinion, and that's kind of why I give it uh, the worst pick of the round. Um, all the other guys selected above him, like Kent Maeda, Taiwan Walker, they're a little safer anyway. Um, so, so just to me... Kevin Gosman maybe could have lasted another round, uh, which is why I'm giving it uh, my worst pick. Eric, your worst pick turned out to be different. Uh, Eric Thames is your worst pick? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Eric Thames after they, the Brewers went out and got Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich. The playing time I don't think is really going to be there. Um, when he does play, he could be an okay guy, but taking that, you know, in round five of the draft, it's a little risky. I think he could have lasted a little bit longer, and he's more of kind of a, a bench bat fill-in for when he does play, in my opinion. I would have to agree, and currently he has uh, only pinch hit in for the first two or three games, so very, I mean, again, the power's there, but the playing time's not, uh, so that is a very, very risky pick, so I would agree with Eric on that. Um, going into the next round, uh, which is the sixth round of our draft, round 18 overall, Steven Souza Jr., Juris Familia, Avisel Garcia, Archie Bradley, Blake Snell, Garrett Richards, Julio Teheran, Adrian Beltre, Mark Melanson, Bradley Zimmer, Cole Hamels, Andrew Miller. And before we move forward, I do want to highlight that injuries that happened after our draft I'm not taking that into account necessarily. Um, I'm looking more at the player overall. Um, Steven Souza Jr. was injured um, and is not playing yet. I mean, that may have impact my current thought on Souza, but at the time of the draft, didn't know, so I'm not going to say that he's the worst pick. Um, so taking that into to account, uh, I'll let Eric highlight his favorite pick of the round and one of my top favorites in this round as well, Blake Snell. Yeah, I really love Blake Snell, and I can't believe I chose R.G. Bradley over him. Uh, looking back, that is uh, one that I'm going to be kicking myself on. I love Blake Snell this year. Uh, the Rays always seem to have those pitchers that come up and just dominate, and I think this is the year that Blake Snell takes that next step forward. Um, he has the K upside. He's just got to hone in those walks and uh, you know keep the ball in the yard a little bit more, and I think you know he could end up being a keeper by the end of the season. 
Yeah, Blake Snell is a guy who's been thrown around keeper rankings, and he's been, you know, one of the young guys who's been owned by a couple teams now. Uh, had, you know, has yet he's been in the league two years now and has yet to figure it out. Um, this may be the year that happens. There, there's a lot of upside here. Um, he's going to be a, you know, one of the Tampa Bay Rays' premier starters. Um, long leash. I think this is the year maybe he figures it out a little bit. There is still risk there, um, so I chose a different best pick. Uh, mine is Adrian Beltre. And, well, Adrian Beltre is a guy you know what you're getting. I mean, he is going to hit. This guy is one of the best hitters, Hall of Famer. Um, I can't bet against Adrian Beltre. He's going to play. Um, he's going to hit home runs. He's going to have 90 RBIs. going to hit 280, 290. And to me, getting that dependability in this round, while not yet a, not really a keeper, a great pick. Um, there's nobody else in this round that I can say he's going to hit a play at that level. Definitely going to play at that level. Um, that's why I have this as my best pick. Um, so worst picks of the round uh, currently are, um, in my opinion, Archie Bradley. And Eric already kind of spoke to this picked him over Blake Snell. At the time, he didn't really know who was going to be the closer for Arizona. Archie Bradley maybe had an inside track, turned out being Broxberger, but at the time, it still wasn't like Archie Bradley was the closer. So to me, picking a middle reliever vying for a closer job, while an elite one, um, it was a bit of a risk. It didn't turn out well at all for, for Eric, so that's why I say Archie Bradley is not as the worst pick of the round. Um, Eric, you can comment on that, as well as your worst pick of the round, Andrew Miller. Yeah, I, it's not that I hate Archie Bradley. If he gets the closer job, I'll be, I, I won't feel so bad about it, but I do agree that's one of the worst picks. Uh, definitely one of my worst picks, for sure, the draft. And maybe one of my worst picks of any draft. Um, but I also, looking at Andrew Miller, who doesn't have a closer track, I'm just, I think that's a little high for him. Um you know, behind Cody Allen, I mean, Andrew Miller does get a lot of counting sets, and if um, Cody Allen would go down, I mean, he would, Andrew Miller would then become, you know, an elite closer, but um, as long as Cody Allen's healthy, I think that's uh, a round or two uh, too early to take Andrew Miller. I agree. There's still closers on the board as, a, you know, as competitive and active as our league is, drafting an elite middle reliever of any kind this high is still maybe overreaching. Um, Andrew Miller's great, going to give him great ratios, still a great player, high Ks, low ERA, low whip, going to be an elite closer if Cody Allen goes down. But Cody Allen is the closer. He's one of the safer closers, plays on a great team. I mean, it, it's just a little high given that there are still closers available, which I would agree with Eric on this. Um, okay, so that's, that's round 18. Going on to round 19, which is the seventh round of our draft, um, starts out with Dellen Batances, Angelton Simmons, Michael Waka, Tim Anderson, Hector Neris, Blake Trinan, Lance Lynn, Brandon Morrow, Brett Gardner, Kelvin Herrera, Shane Green, and Fernando Rodney. Um, my, I'll start out. My favorite pick of this round was Brett Gardner by Eric. Um, there's not a lot of good outfielders left. Brett Gardner probably should have gone around higher. He's playing every day for the Yankees. He's hitting atop the order or near the top. Um, he's got good steals ratio. He's going to score a lot of runs. Overall good hitter. Um, there's not a lot of talent left at this level of the draft, which is why I like this pick so much. Um, I'll let Eric comment on that as well as give you his best pick, which was uh, Brandon Morrow. Yeah, I like Brett Gardner there. Um, I felt like he fell a little too far, and I know the closed run was going on there, but I felt like getting the value for my outfield was more important. Hopefully he stays healthy for the uh, Yankees, which is a very potent lineup. Um, but as for my favorite pick, I really like Brandon Morrow. Um, not really sure how he fell that far on the, for the Cubs. Uh, closer, that's a pretty good job to have, and he puts up pretty good ratios as well. Um, I'm pretty sure Ryan took him if I... Yeah, Ryan took him, so good job there uh, for Ryan. So he got his uh, team's closer and a good one at that. Yes, I agree. He was uh, the, one of the first closers on that closer run, um, and it was a good one. Um, my least favorite pick of the round, and it's 
not because of the talent level or the player himself, but Lance Lynn, by you just got bucked, he was taken right in the middle of that closer run, um, which kind of hurt him on getting a closer. So to me, it's more of the situational pick there for Lance Lynn. He's not an elite-level starter anyway. I think he could have fell around regardless. Um, So I don't think he's a great pick anyway, but to me, where Hector Neris went, then Blake Trinan, and then it followed with five straight closers, he missed out on the closer run right in the middle of it. So to me, it's like, once a closer run happens, I have to, you have to go with it. It's just how it happens. So I felt like there was a missed opportunity to get a closer, um, and the marginal gain of getting Lance Lynn wasn't something I felt was extreme. Um, still a decent pitcher, um, on a better team and a decent ballpark, but kind of missed out on the closer. Um, Eric, your least favorite was at the beginning of the round with Dylan Batanzas. Yeah, so kind of like the end of last round with Andrew Miller, um, adding Dylan Batanzas when there were, you know, a lot of closers still kind of left. Um, he could have had two closers instead of two elite middle relievers. And while the K's will be good, um, not sure that I would rather have that over uh, saves. Um, and I know Dylan Batanzas has not had a strong start uh, to this year. I believe he gave up two earned runs yesterday or the day before. Um so, yeah, just not a big fan of drafting the elite middle relievers that early in the draft. I would agree. I mean, Blaine did get two of the best middle relievers there are, but it came at a significant cost um, of getting closers. Uh, going to the next round, round 20, which is the eighth round of our draft, um, is Jose Peraza, Joachim Soria, Patrick Corbin, Tyler Chatwood, Ryan Zimmerman, Blake Parker, Josh Reddick, Evan Gaddis, Mitch Haniger, Eugenio Suarez, Logan Morrison, and Adubel Herrera. All right. Um, Eric, I'll let you detail your favorite pick of the round, which was Mitch Haniger. Yeah, I really like Mitch Haniger playing on a new and improved Seattle Mariners offense. I think he could get a lot more RBIs with D. Gordon and Gene Segura hitting up in front of him. That's two guys that should hit 300-plus. So that's going to provide a lot of RBIs for uh, you know the middle of the order. I think he fell to a good value right there. I just like uh, his upside as a like a number four, number five outfielder. I agree. I think it was a great pick. Um, however, my favorite pick of this round, uh, you just got bucked, redeemed himself, Blake Parker. At the time, Blake Parker wasn't known to have this job. Um, kind of, I think he may have felt like he missed that reliever, both Lance Lynn, so he got. He, he took a flyer on Blake Parker and hit early. Um, so what he missed in the previous round, he got in round 20. So overall, good picks by Buck. Um, kind of evened himself out. Um, Blake Parker should have the job. He's a great. He has great ratios. It's going to be a good reliever, good good closer pick. Um, my least favorite pick of this round uh, goes to Logan, Logan Morrison of the Twins. Um, to me, with Logan Morrison, you kind of know what you're getting. There's not really much upside here. I know it's a better offense maybe than he was at before, but this just doesn't feel like a pick that's going to return a lot of value. Um, the batting average is not going to be there. The homers aren't great. They're, they're okay, but they're not great. Um RBIs are going to be a little better, but not still not just not worth a pick here. I think he could have let Morrison fall at least a couple rounds. To me, it just felt like a reach, um, especially uh, with with other first third base picks like Todd Frazier later on um, and others. So that that that's Logan Morrison. Eric, your least favorite was Adubo Herrera. And I know I seem to be picking on the, the new owner Blaine there. Um, but just not a big fan of Adubo Herrera. There were some better outfielders um, still left. Like, uh, for instance, I think Cole Calhoun would have been a better option for him. Um, and there were some other ones there. Uh, just not sure the playing time is going to be all there for Adubo. Um, I know they're moving Kingery around. If he doesn't stick at third base, um, I could see him potentially stealing some at-bats from Herrera. You also have Aaron Altair, Altair out there, and obviously Reese Hoskins isn't going anywhere. So I think uh, playing time could be an issue and just not real sure of his skill set in general as well. All right, that concludes round 20. We're going to round 21. Uh, first pick of the round, Joe Musgrove, uh, who's on Pittsburgh Pirates, the, the actual team. 
um, Michael Taylor, Orlando Arcia, Denelson Lamette, Greg Holland, JT Realmuto, Corey Dickerson, Sean Manaya, Cole Calhoun, Brad Ziegler, Miles Mikolas, and Irvin Santana. Um, our my favorite pick of the round was Cole Calhoun. I've been eyeing Cole Calhoun for a while. I think he's going to be really solid. He's going to get between 25 and 30 home runs in LA's offense, hitting in the middle of it. Um, he's dependable batting average in the 280s. Uh, his RBIs are probably going to stay somewhere around in the 80s to low 90s RBIs. He's he's not a flashy player. He's not going to be he's, he's not going to be one of the best home run hitters, but he's also definitely not one of the worst. He's a great utility player or last outfielder. Um, great pick. Um, and he was one of yours, Eric, so I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about that before detailing your favorite pick, which was Greg Holland, by Fisher's the best. Yeah, I like Cole Calhoun, like I said earlier. Um, I think he should provide you know, good outfield number five for me, um, as long as he stays healthy, plays in, you know, in there with Mike Trout and all them, so should be a pretty good pick there. Um, but, yeah, Greg Holland, you know, also having some cardinal bias there. But I think this late in the draft, when you get, you know, a definite surefire closer who should be a top-tier guy that late in the draft, I think that's an absolute steal. Um, hopefully the Cardinals will turn it around. I know they started the season off pretty bad. Um, I think they were winning today 4-3. to three, So I'm not sure when Greg Holland will actually be up with the team. But once he gets uh, going – I think he'll be a very good uh, closer there for, for Scherzer. Agree. And uh, at this point, uh, we both agreed with our worst pick of the draft, which was Joe Musgrove in this round 21. Um, Joe Musgrove, to me, um, he was a, he was more of like a late-round flyer. I know there's some talent there. Um, he wasn't able to make Houston's rotation, so he was, uh, went over to Pittsburgh. He's going to have a spot at Pittsburgh's rotation, but again, Pittsburgh's not – a great team this year. I know we have some Pirates fans, but reality. Um, Joe Musgrove's okay. He could get. He could be. He could have some high upside. But to me, there's better pitchers available here, uh, like Sean Mania, um, and maybe even into the next round, like Pomeranz and Felix Hernandez. Um, just more dependable guys who I think have even more high upside than Musgrove felt a little early. Um, I know Blaine was just, as a Pirates fan, was just trying to grab him before anyone else did. But I, I think it, it probably three rounds early. Um, I don't know if you agree, Eric, on that. Yeah, I think Musgrove definitely has some upside. I know he just played it when he first came up as a rookie over there in Houston. But I just, I kind of feel like I know what I'm getting with him. Um, his ERA's never been his strong suit. He's always had a pretty high whip. Uh, I think he could have waited on him. I know... You know, I have my Cardinals bias, so I understand, you know, wanting to grab a team, a guy on a team you like with some upside, but I think you could have just waited just a few more rounds for him. I agree, and, and one more thought is Musgrove had never pitched a full season as a starter. He'd always been one of those long relievers, some spot starts at Houston's rotation. So I, I think just to draft him as a, as a starter over guys like Felix and um, – Manaya, who've already completed full seasons in the majors, who you think can maybe get there. It's just a little bit too much of a risk. So moving on to round 22, uh, which is the last round of our draft on the starter side before you get to your bench. Um, it's Dexter Fowler's the first pick uh, behind Ian Kinsler, or in front of Ian Kinsler, Brad Peacock, Drew Pomeranz, Dominic Leone, uh, Mike Zanino, J.A. Happ, Felix Hernandez, Nick Williams, Sean Newcomb, Todd Frazier, and Alex Cobb. Um, Eric, I'll let you detail your favorite pick, which was Felix Hernandez by for Scherzer the best. Yeah, I really dig that pick there by Scherzer. Um, Felix Hernandez looked pretty good in his start um, the other night. I believe against the Indians is who he pitched against, but he looked pretty good uh, from watching him. I think if he gets back to, you know, three-fourths as good as his, uh, you know, ace days, I think that'll be a steal that late in the draft. It's kind of like another David Price, but just, you know, not as not as good as David Price, but I think he could return good value. I agree. He's a good value pick, dependable starter, and I do want to correct myself. This is the first of your six bench spots. Um, this round represents the first of your six bench spots, so great pick to get him that late. Uh, my favorite pick is Sean Newcomb. This is an Atlanta Braves bias coming out in me, but 
I think he's going to be great. Uh, this guy's a lot of star power. He's pitched wonderful in spring training. Um, if he can continue pitching like that during the year, um, he's going to return great value from this spot. Um, I was eyeing him. I should have picked him earlier, but uh, yeah, I, I just think this is a wonderful pick. There's not much else there that has the upside that Newcomb has. I know Felix is there, but I think this guy could be great. Um, worst pick of the draft in both of our opinions uh, in this round was Dominic Leone. At the time, I will, very, I, will, I will say at the time, it wasn't a bad pick because Leone had the uh, inside track to the closer role with Gregerson out, um, at least to start, and I'm sure he could have held that. But with the news right before opening day that Greg Holland was coming in to St. Louis, Dominic Leone now returns value as an average at best middle reliever. Um, his ratios are okay, but they're not elite. So to grab uh, someone like this this early with other players still available, uh, it hurts. Um, nothing you can really do about the pick at the time, but it just kind of stings for Brizzo. Yeah, I like Dominic Leone as a Cardinals fan, but with the news of Holland, it kind of just diminishes Leone's value. Um, I mean, he should put up decent ratios if, if, he, if he decides to keep him on his team. Um, if Holland does go down, I think he's a solid reliever, and I think if, if the Holland news hadn't come out, um, I think it'd be a pretty good pick in that round, though. Agree. Going to round 23, um, first pick is Steven Matz, Rick Porcello, Josh Hader, David Robertson, Matt Chapman, Zach Davies, Zach Cozart, Jordan Montgomery, Jimmy Nelson, Malik Smith, Mike Fultonewich, Michael Franco, and Eric, I'll let you discuss your favorite pick of the round, which was Zach Cozart. Yeah, I really like Zach Cozart. He's got the starting third base job over there in uh, L.A. with the Angels. Uh, I think he should return solid value if, uh, you know, either as a utility guy or if you just want to plug him and play in your shortstop or third base. Um, I think he should put up pretty good stats, maybe approach the uh, 20 home run mark again, uh, get plenty of runs and RBIs, and a pretty good batting average. I like that pick there. I agree. I agree. It could be great. Um, this gets to the part of the draft where I like to pick upside. Um, these are your bench players um, or extra pitchers, uh, middle relievers, etc. And I love the pick of Josh Hader. I think it's great. He's one of the best options in middle relief. If he's ever lengthened out as a starter, he becomes a high upside starter pick as well. Um, I don't know why the Brewers leave him as middle relief. I think they're wasting a great starting pitcher. Um, maybe they'll figure it out, and if they do, this becomes an even better pick. But even as a middle reliever, he's going to be in long relief. Uh, the Brewers going to be able to maintain a lot of innings. Um, I think it's a, one, a great pick here highest upside of any pick here. Um, my least favorite pick was Steven Matz at the beginning of the round. Um, he was injured last year. Uh, he came back in June, didn't have a great year, uh, had like a six ERA, uh, didn't have a great K rate, and ended the year on the DL as well. Now, to be fair, he's had a decent spring. Um, projections are okay for him, but he hasn't pitched a full season in a couple of years. Um, he's never really proven he can do it. Uh, over consistently over a full season. So to me, that's just a lot of risk. Um, there's a lot of upside too, but there's a lot of risk where you could have drafted someone maybe like Fulton Elledge, um, Jordan Montgomery here, who have just as much upside but with a little bit less risk. Um, so that's why in this round, maybe not a bad pick, but not my favorite. Um, Eric, your uh, least favorite pick in this round was Mike Franco at the end by Clay, who's got runs. Yeah, and kind of like the Odubel Harris, Odubel Herrera situation, playing time. Um, you got Scott Kingery who uh, started the season with the Phillies, and so that kind of puts uh, Franco at the potential to lose a lot of um, at bats. Um, he never really lived up to his hype and kind of hit around the 230, 240 mark, which that's not too great um, of a batting average. Um, he does hit about 20 home runs, so he's not gonna kill you, but he's not going to really help you in that department um, with the power surge going on, so I don't really see a lot of upside for uh, Franco. I agree. Um, path to playing time is at risk. Uh, he was never really a great 
third baseman. There's always your first base, third base, utility option. So just with the loss of playing time due to Kingery, um, just not not a great pick here in my opinion. Uh, the next pit, the next round starts off with Jake Odorizzi, uh, Tanner Roark, Jed Jerko, Kendris Morales, Jason Kipnis, Ryan Healy, Max Kepler, Stephen Biscotti, German Marquez, Brandon Belt, Josh Harrison, and Brad Brock. Um, my favorite pick of the round, uh, kind of Clay and redeeming himself, uh, pick Jake Odorizzi. I like that pick. I think the Twins are going to have a good year. I think Odorizzi is going to be better on the Twins even than he was on the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting with with Jake Odorizzi anyway. Um, his strikeout rate improved a little bit. Um, overall, he's going to have in the high three ERA, um, which is going to get him more wins, I think, on Minnesota this year. Better ballpark potentially. Um, I like it. I like it. I like Odorizzi this late. Um, so that's my favorite. Um, Eric's favorite of the round, and one I had a high consideration for as well, was Max Kepler um, by Battleax. Yeah, I really like Max Kepler. I know I've uh, actually texted Brian about it, trying to get him in a trade, because my outfield's not the strongest. But I really like him with the Twins. Um, I feel like he's going to get about 25 home runs and chip in about maybe 15 steals with the uh, batting average around 250, so it doesn't really drain you. Um, but I really like that pick there. It's a good uh, bench batter outfield five that late in the draft. Agree. Agree. It's a great pick. Um, both of our least favorite pick of the round was Jed Jerko um, in St. Louis. He's already kind of out of playing time now. Um, Eric, you know more about your Cardinals than I do, so I'll let you kind of detail this, but I, I'm in 100% agreement. Yeah, I mean, I like Jed Jerko, especially, you know, a WVU alum. However, I just don't think he's going to have much uh, playing time. Um, Matt Carpenter is shifting to third base, and Jose Martinez, after having a very strong spring, has carried that over to the regular season. He's um, already been named the everyday first baseman. Then you have Paul DeJong, who he's not moving off shortstop, so that only leaves second base, where you also have Colton Wong, who the Cardinals kind of like him for his upside. He chips and steals, uh, does pretty good on the batting average side. So I really don't see a, uh, a big path to playing time. I think he's on a uh, small end of the platoon with uh, Colton Wong. I agree. Uh, next round, round 25, um, Marco Estrada, Matt Schumacher, Chris Davinsky, Colin McHugh, Addison Russell, Starlin Castro, Eduardo Rodriguez, Cam Bedrosian, Michael Givens, Tyler Molly, David Peralta, Jonathan Villar. My favorite. This round had a lot of good picks. I actually liked it a lot. Um, I like all the picks from like Davinsky, McHugh, Addison Russell, Starlin Castro, and Eduardo Rodriguez. My favorite though was Colin McHugh. I think he he definitely has a spot in Houston's rotation. Houston's a great team, as we all know. They won the championship. Um, they have a great offense. He's going to get wins. Um, he's not the best strikeout guy, but he has decent ratios. Um, I'm all in on the Colin McCune bandwagon. Great pick. Um, Eric, I'll let you detail your favorite pick of the round. Yeah, I really like David Peralta. He's uh, really pretty much a steal that late in the in the draft. Plays for a pretty good Arizona Diamondbacks, and he leads off, bats for good average. He'll chip in steals and hit about 10 to 15 home runs. So I really like that pick right there. Agree. And then, okay, um, and then both of our uh, next picks, and I'll just talk about this one, is uh, Cam Bedrosian. Uh, Cam Bedrosian, after um, Blake Parker was named the closer after the season, uh, definitely not a great pick here. Um, I think just having Bedrosian uh, named not the closer kind of hurts a lot. Um, just Park, I mean, that's about it. Um my, then going into the next round, uh, round 26 is Ronaldo Lopez, Yonder Alonso, Wilson Ramos, Nate Jones, Wellington Castillo, Jack Flaherty, Alex Claudio, uh, Sinchu Chu, um, Alberto Mora Jr., um, Carl Edwards, Jake Junies, Chad Cool, and that's the end of that round. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about my favorite pick, which was Ronaldo Lopez. Um, I think Ronaldo Lopez has a great upside. He's a young guy. Uh, Chicago White Sox are an up-and-coming team. Um, there's a lot to like about Ronaldo Lopez. He was on my radar. I knew he was on Eric's radar, too. Um, just a great player overall. 
Um, Sinchu Chu was my least favorite pick of the round. Um, he was picked by for sure the best. Um, I don't like Sinchu Chu. I don't think he's, I mean, you know what you're getting. There's not a lot of upside here. And in the bench rounds, you kind of want some upside. I mean, he could, you know, he's a decent, like, filling gap option. But I think there were other players who could have done the same thing at a better rate. Um, Eric, I'll let you talk about your favorite pick of the round, which was uh, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, uh, maybe Cardinals bias again, but I really like the upside of Flaherty there with um, Wainwright on the DL. Um, he should be the number five starter, and he could honestly take that uh, spot and run with it. Um, the Cardinals rotation's kind of iffy there on the back end, so if he has a strong uh, start or two, I think the Cardinals would be inclined to keep him there as their uh, number five going forward. I like the upside. And then my least favorite pick, would have to be Alex Claudio um, with Keone Kayla, um, named the um, closer there in Texas. I think uh, Claudio offers pretty much no upside. Um, he wasn't great last year in the role, um, doesn't really offer any Ks. So um, with the last pick there, um, not not a huge fan of that. Agree, agree. Um, going on to round 27, we have Adam Frazier, Jackie Bradley, Scooter Gannett, Tommy Canel, Hanley Ramirez, Julius Chasson, uh, Ryu as the starting pitcher for L.A., Luke Gregerson, Addison Reed, and Pat Neshek. Uh, my favorite pick of the round was Addison Reed. Um, I think he uh, represents a lot of upside for a potential closer uh, behind uh, behind um, Francisco Rodriguez in Minnesota. Um, I think he will take that closer role at some point, so I like that pickup here. Um, Eric, I'll let you talk about your favorite, which is Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, I really like Scooter Jeanette. I watched the Reds there on opening day, and he just looked really locked in at the plate. Um, he could offer some uh, good relief there at second base. Um, you know, he could also be trade bait for teams that need a second baseman. I just really like his upside. Uh, last year he displayed, um, you know, that type of quality bat for an entire year. So I'm kind of a, a believer in him. I agree. I think Scooter that was a good pick. Um, my least favorite pick was Pat Neshek. Um, it, it just seems like he doesn't really have any eye on the closer role. He's already injured. Um, not great ratios to begin with. Um, just overall, I mean, I think he was just picked because uh, Stephen likes the Phillies and he's a middle reliever for the Phillies. So, I mean, not a bad pick. No, no middle reliever is a bad pick at this point, but just my least favorite of the round. And Eric, I'll let you talk about your least favorite pick, which was Luke Gregerson. Yeah, I know. I see what Ryan was trying to do there, locking up the uh, Cardinals bullpen uh, with Gregerson and Leon. However, that uh, the signing of Hollins just really uh, kind of bit him in the butt there. Uh, Gregerson was originally signed to be their closer, so had they not signed Holland, it wouldn't have been such a bad pick. But with that news, it's, Gregerson really just doesn't offer a lot of upside for fantasy purposes. I agree. Um, going to the next round, round 28, we have Zach Britton, Matt Strom, Carlos Gonzalez, Kion Kayla, Brad Boxberger, Mike Miner, Ivan Nova, Yuli Gurriel, Alberto Mondesi, uh, Ahmed Rosario, Marcus Simeon, and Brandon Kinsler. Uh, my favorite pick of the round was Keon Kayla uh, by Eric. Uh, he's the closer for the Rangers. Got him real late. Um, probably going to keep it for a while at least. Um, he's, he's their best reliever in their bullpen, so I, I like this pick a lot. Um, Eric, your favorite pick along these same lines was Brad Boxberger. Yeah, so Ryan pretty much redeemed himself on this one. He uh, stole the Arizona closer away from me um, with Brad Boxberger. I'm not sure how long he'll keep it with Archie Bradley looming, but it uh, depends on what uh, the Arizona manager wants to do there with his bullpen. Um, so he should get saves at least to begin the year, so I kind of like that pick for him. He does a great pick again here this late getting a closer. Uh, my least favorite pick was my uh, my pick, which was Matt Strom. I've actually dropped him since then. He's on the disabled list. I went for like a high upside guy in ratios, but didn't work out. Um there was a lot better options there, including Kayla and Boxberger, so kind of kicking myself for that one. Um, Eric, your least favorite was Ivan Nova. Yeah, um, there wasn't a whole lot going on this round, but Ivan Nova, just not a lot of upside. You kind of know what you're getting there. Um, probably not going to have an ERA below four. Um, not very good in the strikeout department. 
Um, and also probably not going to be a lot of wins there on the Pirates. So just not a big fan of that pick. Kind of looking for upside guys here in these late rounds. Yep. Last two rounds, uh, round 29, Jonathan Lucroy, Aaron Hicks, Hunter Renfro, Heimer Candelario, Chad Green, Ingeris Solarte, Austin Barnes, Vince Velasquez, Brian McCann, and Anthony Swarzek. Um, my favorite pick of the round was Matt Harvey of the Mets by Ryan. I think it was a good pick this late, getting a high upside guy. I mean, if it doesn't work out, so what's one of your last two picks? So I think the upside's better than anybody else in this round. Simple answer. Uh, Eric, your favorite pick was Heimer Candelario. Yeah, I liked him. I was kind of targeting him um, going into the draft and forgot about him. Um, he's Detroit's third baseman. He has a lot of upside. Um, he could hit for average and for power, so... That's a good upside pick there by uh, Three Rivers. Um, he should be a staple in there every day, get every day at bats. So I uh, really like that pick there. Yep. Going to my least favorite of the round is Aaron Hicks. Um, I don't see the path to playing time with Judge, Gardner, and Stanton in the outfield. I mean, he could play here and there, get some utility at bats a couple days a week. But just overall, not not much upside to playing time, so don't like the pick. Um there's better there's better upside in this round. Um, Eric, your least favorite pick? Yes, yeah, so my least favorite pick was Vince Velasquez. I understand, you know, um, Phil's there uh, with a, uh, a Phillies pitcher, but Vince Velasquez last two years has just not been very rosterable. Um, his ERA is through the roof, and I know he pitched pretty bad um, yesterday, I believe, is when he uh, pitched just... He offers K upside, but other than that, he's just really going to be a drain on the ERA. Agree. Last round, um, Ryan Buchter, Yasmani Grindall, Chris Owings, Matt Davidson, Tim Beckham, Scott Shebler, Randall Gritchick, Tyler Skaggs, Nick Goody, A.J. Minter, Mark Trumbo, and Albert Pujols. My favorite of the round in this, in my opinion, redeeming himself for last round's Vince Velasquez pick is fighting Phils, the selection of Chris Owings. I like Chris Owings. He's rosterable. You can start him. He's not going to hurt you. Um, he's not the best, obviously, with, like, power, but he gives you modest power, modest speed, decent average, good runs on a good team. I like the pick. This late's a good pick. Um, Eric, I'll let you talk about your favorite. Yeah, I really like Chris Owings, too, but um, I also really like A.J. Minter there late by um, Kim Dejong-un. Um, I think he's really being groomed to take over the closer role, and by the year's end, I really think he'll be there. Um, I really like that pick. He's going to give you a lot of Ks, um, should give you good ratios on an improving Braves team. Yep. Uh, I like the pick, too. Obviously, as a Braves fan, great middle reliever there at the end. High upside. My least favorite was uh, Randall Gritchick of Toronto's outfield. I mean, there's not a bad pick in this round. Um, it's just my least favorite. I just think you kind of know what you're getting with Gritchick. Um, will he play every day? Will he keep his role? I don't know. Um, he's not going to give you great power or anything like that. Kind of just a fill-in bench bat. Um, probably not going to be on Battle Axe's team all year. So that's just my least favorite. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of him either, but I'm also not a big fan of Scott Shebler. Um, with Jesse Winker coming up, that's pretty much going to be a future um, everyday outfielder for the Reds. And now that he's up, it's going to take time away from him and Duvall. Um, but if I had to choose, I think Duvall is going to keep more playing time than Shebler. Um, Shebler batted about 230 last year. Yeah, he has some home run um, upside, but I don't think the path for everyday at-bats is there. And he doesn't really offer a huge amount of upside. All right, guys. Well, that's everything. We appreciate you for listening if you're still there. Um, it's been a good one. We'll come back with more podcasts later on in the year. Uh, see you guys later.